All right, guys. Hey, welcome to the Sky's the Limit call. My name is Stevie. I am your host today. Uh, we're very blessed to be able to have Jonah Lewis on with us. Um, but before we dive into that, I want you guys to do me a favor, pull out your cell phones, text FFL to 1833-773-3759 so you can get you can stay connected with us um, with all the calls and the trainings that we have, you know, on our team, just wanted to make sure that you don't miss anything. The other thing is we have a live dial session every day from 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. at fflhomeoffice.com. That's ran by Colton and Brandon and some of our top guys. So usually we have like 15 to 20 people on there dialing all at once. So you can be able to learn from them, hear from them. They can hear you. Um, and then the last thing is make sure you are on our Discord channel. So for those of you that are still on Slack that are looking for underwriting genies, we no longer use Slack, right? Andrew Taylor and a lot of us um, have been switching over to Discord so we can make sure that we have a way to get out information quickly to our team. So make sure you're on that. This month's August BDM schedules, uh, Brandon Kitchens will be in Phoenix. He runs a meeting there every Thursday. I will be in Los Angeles on August 15th. Rob Kakish and Chris Chavis will be running their event in Ontario every Thursday as well. Bruce Williams will be in Sacramento, I believe, on the 15th. Uh, on the 18th, I'll be in San Diego. Will will be also in Albuquerque on uh, Thursdays, I believe. I'm not sure on that. I think it's either Mondays or Thursdays. And then on August 11th, I'll be doing the event in Vegas as well. So just wanted to make sure you guys have these cities and dates on here because you know if you have people in those areas you want to send them out to a meeting let us know and we'll be able to get them get them started for you so um without further ado give you one second let me make sure that we're following jonah here um you know i had a chance to meet jonah at a few of our training events because he's literally in the east coast and i was just like man this guy's a stud he looks like a stud and he, he writes a lot of insurance and and i just barely realize right now that he's 22 and so like, I remember what I was doing when I was 22 and it was definitely not selling insurance at a high level like he is. Um, but anyways, this is Jonah Lewis. He's a two-time Hall of Fame producer, president of FFL Prosper Financial. So Jonah, thank you for hopping on, man, and, and being able to share some time with us and our team. Yeah, thanks for having me on, bro. It's an honor to be on here. Hey, so let's dive into it real quick. Like you're 22, how did you find Family First Life? Yeah, so I had a little, I had a little bit of insurance history, kind of dialed in it. I was with a captive supplemental health insurance company. I was at about 35% comp. I was with them for about six months. Didn't really like it. And then I was moving out to Chicago. So I was like, well, I want to stay in insurance. I don't want to be with this company. So I basically researched pretty much every company, every IMO, life insurance, health insurance, and I thought was the best option. So, so I love that, dude. So, um, so how many families, how long have you been with Family First Life and how many families did you protect last year? So I've been here almost two years now. And okay. last year, so it was my first full year and last year was 548. Nice. And you're already over 400 already for this year already. And we still got four months to go. Yeah, about, I'm at about 500 right now. Nice. So even better, right? So that's the best part. Like, Joe, do me a favor and, and, and share this with everybody. Because like when I got started, I was I think I was like 25 when I got started in the life insurance industry. And the biggest thing that I kept running against was like me telling myself and I hear a lot of other people that are like young go, 
why would anybody anybody buy insurance from someone like me because I'm so young? Did you ever go through any of that? Or were you just like, dude, I have an insurance license and I'm going to kill at this? Yeah, I got I got really psyched out at first. I was like, damn, like they're not going to take me seriously. Or they're not going <laughs> to affect me. You know, like, like I'm young. Like there's no way anybody's going to want to buy from me. But I kind of took it and I flipped it because I thought about it one day. I don't remember who it was. Like some random person told me and they were like, and this, this literally helped me out so much. It was like some guy that like, I just told like I got into sales and he was like, oh, dude, you're going to crush it. An old guy like me, they're going in there and like, they know I'm trying to sell them something, but you're so young. You'll like, they'll just, you'll just be perceived as, you know, you're just there to help them and you're just there to have fun with them. So I was like, I took that and I don't know, I don't know if it's true or not, but I just kind of ran with it and that's what helps me. So I hope I that helps it. anybody else that's younger on the call. That's freaking awesome. So, hey, let's dive into it. Are, are you doing a lot of stuff face-to-face, -face, virtual, a mixture of both? What are you doing? All in person. All in person. Cool. So, like, what does your lead flow look like for you to run at that clip, protecting five, six, seven hundred families a year, especially this year? What's it? What's your lead flow look like in order to protect that many families? Three grand a month, or three grand a week, sorry. So three grand about, a week. about twelve grand a month. Okay. And how many families are you protecting a month on average? Um, so last month I did a hundred, so I protected a hundred. And then on an average month, it's usually about 60 to 70. 60, 70. So let's just use 60 on the low point. Right. And here's the reason why I say this. My average in insurance has always been one to four, one to five. So for every dollar I spent on a lead, I was going to make about four to $5 back. Right. So when you say, Hey, I spent 12 grand, and I protect 60 families, 60 divided into 12 is five. See, like what everybody on this call always wonders, they're like, man, like how is Jonah writing so much insurance? Dude, it's because he has more leads than you. It's not much more deeper than that, right, Jonah? Like, like you have more at-bats, more shots at the rim. You literally have more opportunities to protect families because most of these guys on the call, they probably might spend three grand a month. Right. And so like, that's why for me, it was such a big deal. Like, I, you know, one of the things I learned early on in this business, Jonah, was like working with people like yourself and a lot of other top producers. I was like, dude, everybody's averages are the same. Steve Giordano spends 20 grand a month on leads. That's why he writes 100 usually. So one to four, one to five. You know, most people that write 5,000 in a month, protect five families in a month, they spend about 1,000. You can't tell me someone that protects five families spends a thousand hours a week on leads. It's just not possible. Right. So like once I understood the ratios, I was like, cool. It's like an ATM machine. If Jonah gave me a dollar today and I gave him $5 back on Friday, how many times will we do that? You know what I mean? And that's how we got really good at this business. So what kind of leads do you run? You know, cause everybody goes, Oh, he must be only running this lead or that lead. What, what's your lead flow look like? So I get a lot of different types of leads. I have, so I'm doing mostly mortgage protection, pretty much all mortgage protection, but I get just all the mortgage protection that I can. So I really like the, the one, you know, the one to three months in CRM. I'll get those. I got some fresh mail campaigns, um, some lead vendors. Like I'll have, I'll get like year old leads. Like I just sold a huge IUL lead, a 10 year old mortgage lead that I dialed and they call you by your 10 year degree. So yeah. So, I mean, as just uh, all I do is I just, if I don't have enough fresh leads come in, I branched out and get any type of lead I can. 
See, that's that's the best part is like most people, once they hear old leads, Jonah, they go, ill, they're old. And I'm like, dude, they're cheap. That means there's premium in there. Yeah. And I, I like ROI too. It's like, dude, if this if this water bottle had a name and a number on it, I'm, I'm calling them up and I'm telling them coming over. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, it's like if they say like, oh, this lead is this, and this is this. It's like we say it so much to the point it's almost corny, but it's true is a lead is a lead. And if it's got a name and a number, like just call them up and tell them, just be nice, tell them you're coming over. Simple as that. Right. Do you have like multiple phone scripts that you use or do you just use one phone script for everything? I mean, because I'm assuming like whether you're calling age stuff, brand new stuff, three month old, whatever it is, what does your phone script sound like for, for a, you know, a Hall of Fame producer like yourself? Um, that's pretty standard, like depending on the lead, it's a slight variation, but it's pretty much the same. Uh, if it's a little bit older, oh yeah, like I'll call them up. I'll be like, hey, I'm the supervisor. You had mailed this in about three months ago. And I'm just following up, like, I'm just figure, trying to figure out why your file is still pending. Like, is nobody able to get this out to you? Or was the price too high? Or you guys declined? Like, what, what's going on? And they just tell me. And then basically, I like that. So run that again. Like, I'm the supervisor. I'm just trying to see why your file is still on my desk. Yeah, because I know they've already gotten 100 calls. Right. So I'll just, and it's always like, and every person that calls them is saying the same thing, same thing, same thing. So I call them up. I'm like, hey, like our, our office has been trying to reach you. Like we've called you a bunch of times. Like why, why is your file still on there? And right. they'll, tell exactly, they'll tell me exactly why. Oh, we already got taken care of. All right, perfect. Oh, well, we, we had a guy come over here, but he quoted us 200 bucks a month. Perfect. Like whatever they say, I'm like, perfect. Right. That's the reason. For so when they say they already got it taken care of, what do you usually do? Perfect. So I'm like, well, you should have gotten your policy um, in the mail recently. Have you gotten your policy yet? Awesome. Awesome. So I'm the underwriter and I just need to sign off to make sure the underwriting was done correctly. Um, you know, so God forbid when something happens, that policy pays out when you own. Nice. And you wouldn't believe how many times like I'll go by and they're smokers and the agent that helped them, like they were non-smokers or they sold them some decreasing term policy or something that's just horrible. And nine times out of 10, you can get them something better. So. Dude, I love that. So like when you're booking appointments, right? I'm just curious. How many appointments do you book in an hour usually? Like I'm a, do you run the 30 appointments a week schedule? Like how many appointments are you running in a week? Yeah, I'm really honestly not that good at sales. So I have to book up a little bit more appointments. So I'm booking, I'm booking 12, 10 to 12 appointments a day. So it's about 40 to 45 appointments a week. 40 to 45 appointments a week. How long does it take you to book? Like, so for example, today's dial day usually. So Tuesday, Wednesday, most people are in the field. How many, how long does it take for you to book your 15 to 20 appointments for the following two days? Um, like usually I'll dial from, so I start at 7.30 a.m. every day. I'll usually dial until about 12, 12.30. I'll take the afternoon and I'll get some other stuff done, follow up with agents, do whatever else you need to do, show as much things to do. And then I usually hop on the phones. Sometimes I'm done by noon, but most of the time I need to dial in the evening. So from like four until I have all my appointments. So sometimes it'll be four to eight. Sometimes I'll dial from four to five, just however long it takes me. But usually I'm done. Usually I got all my appointments by about five, six o'clock. Five, six. Right. So this is the reason why I want to share this with you, right? So like I was recently with a group and Jonah, like most people hate dialing. There's no other way to say it, right? Most agents, their fear of what we do is being on the phone. And so I was like, let's just say, because on the low end, you book two to three appointments every hour, okay? 
um, that's a low end for guys like you, for guys like Colton, for guys, like Hall of Fame producers can book, you know, four or five, six appointments an hour. I wasn't that good. I booked two to three appointments an hour. So let's just take the low number, which is two. Okay. And if I booked two appointments every hour, if I'm trying to book 16 appointments, that's an eight hour day, right? Do most Americans work eight hours a day. So when we go, that's a lot of work. I'm like, compared to what? Because most people work eight hours a day. You know what I mean? And if you're really good and you book three appointments every hour, then you're like, cool, I got it done in five hours. Dude, it's not that bad. But here's what was crazy. And let's just say it took me eight, eight hours to book 16, 15 to 16 appointments. I had to book 30 appointments. That's 16 hours of dialing a week. Would many of you guys on this call dial the phone for 16 hours to make 10 grand a week. That's the way I looked at it, right? Because most people are like, the phones suck, Jonah. Hey, John Avila, like the phones are so tough. They're telling me to go to hell and da, 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 da. I'm like, right. That's the reason why not everybody deserves to make that type of money because you weed out the weed. But the, gut, the, the people that are strong enough to stay through that and get their teeth kicked in, what happens is they have amazing results like yourself, Jonah. Right. Like, would you say the phones is probably what you dread the most to even at a Hall of Fame producer level? Oh, 100%. So like you're not different than any new agent on the call that goes, hey, I just don't want to do it. Right. Nobody does. But we do it anyway. Successful people find a way to do it anyways. It's like going to the gym sucks for me. But I know that if I don't go to the gym, I'm not going to be in shape and I'm going to die early. Right. And so like you, you do it anyways. So um, break us down. Like when you're down on the phone, what's the top two to three objections that you get? And how do you overcome those? I'm not interested. It's always the number one. Okay. okay. I'm like, oh, well, you just, you know, you send in the request. So you're not interested because you're afraid the price is too high or were you guys declined or, you know, what's going on? It's like you mail that you, I'm getting back to you on this. Like you always need to have the mentality. I'm getting back to you. Like I'm not a telemarketer, John and Mary. So why, like, why'd you mail this thing in? Are you guys, because I'm not interested. It's just, it's just all it is in the direction. It's an excuse. Right. It's like at the door and they're telling you, you know, I'm just looking. Maybe they're to buy groceries. So just figuring out, you know, why they sent it in and booking the appointment. Okay. So acknowledge so like, I'm not interested as one. What's the second one? Um, we already got it taken care of. And then, perfect. That's the reason for my call. You should have gotten your policy in the mail recently. And then I just I just approach it like I'm the supervisor and, and you send off on the policy. I love it, so. dude. Sweet. So let's let's, what's your schedule like? So you run 40 to 45 appointments a week. You're running 10 to 12 appointments a day. Are you running the traditional Monday dial for Tuesday, Wednesday? Like what, what does your schedule look like for, for, for yourself? Yeah, pretty traditional. It's, um, yeah, Mondays and Thursdays are dial days. And then the rest of the week I'm out the field, don't run Sundays. And, um, yeah, I'm usually booking my first appointment eight, nine in the morning. And the last one's usually seven, eight o'clock at night. So do you ever like, do you book on the hour every hour? Do you go hour 15, hour 30? What do you, what is your, yep, hour, every hour. so. So like for the brand new agents that go, well, what happens if you're running late and, and you're like 20 minutes behind to your next appointment? What do you do about those? Oh, well, I let them know on the phones. I'm like, hey, guys, we're really short staff at the office. They've got me helping a lot of families tomorrow. So I will do my best to be there as close at three o'clock as possible. But the only thing I do ask, if you guys could just give me that grace period between three to four in case I'm running behind. 
but I will be there around that time for you guys. And I was like, oh, yeah, not a problem. We'll be home perfect. Like nine times out of ten, that's what they say. And if you're busy, that, that look, honestly, like if you show up late, that's not really a bad thing because that makes you look busy and people want to work with people that are busy. Right. You just come up, you're like, hey, I can be there whenever. When you guys want me. Right. <laughs> like, a little weird. Nobody wants, nobody wants, nobody wants someone like that coming to the house. Right. I love it. Um, so let's dive into your in-home presentation. Like, so is your in-home like half an hour, an hour long? How long, you know, start to finish app in hand? How long does it usually take for you to finish and close the entire deal? Full appointments usually about 45 minutes to an hour. Cool. So like, let's say you knock on my door, you ring the door, but whatever it may be, what's the process like for you? What are you doing? Yeah. So I'm always complimenting on something, building a little bit of rapport. Whatever it is, I don't go to the lottery for usually about five minutes and then go to go to a kitchen table. Couch is not preferred. And I'll um I'll end my license first thing, you know, and we'll just we'll do a little bit of report at the table, kind of talk back and forth, minutes, whatever. And then I'll be like, hey John and Mary, I know it's your Saturday. I want to respect your guys' time. So I'll be in and out of here for you guys. But first things first, here's my state license. So I'm not licensed by the state of Illinois to be here, go over this with you guys but also by the Department of Insurance. Like I had briefly explained to you guys on the phone, I, I try to take the sales out of it, so I like to say medical underwriter. I'm like, hey, job, it's my, it's my job as a medical underwriter to, and I'm going to spend a few minutes asking you guys some health questions and some financial questions to basically see what makes sense, see what you guys are looking for. Of course, see what's affordable, but ultimately what it comes down to what you guys qualify for is the biggest thing. And then I'll pull up the credibility sheet. And I'll be like, based on that, it's my job as an underwriter to navigate the health guidelines, figure out the best, the best option and the best company to go with. And then from there, we are going to submit a request for coverage. And I, I look at that and I'm like, does that make sense? And I was like, perfect. And there I was like, yes, I'm like, perfect. Okay. And then, so one thing, one thing that I say, because I used to get really, really frustrated and because you, you get through the whole deal, you spend like an hour in the house, build the why and everything. And then they tell you at the end, they're like, yeah, these are great. You did a great job, John, but we really need to think about it. Right. <laughs> you're, you're a guy. We love you. We're going to get the insurance. We just need to think about it. And, you know, they never call you back. Just we'll call you tomorrow, whatever they say. Nine times they're never going to call you back. So one thing I, I, I got, I would get so frustrated. So one thing I switched in my presentation, so I'm like, hey, John, I'm married. So before, like before I start taking the financial inventory and after the little bit before and go through the whole deal, I'm like, hey, John and Mary, so I know it's your Saturday. I respect you guys' time. So don't worry. I'm not going to run you guys through an hour-long pitch. I'm not going to set up a bunch of fancy charts and graphs on your kitchen table. Nothing weird like that. We're going to have a conversation, and I'm going to figure out how I can best help and serve you guys today. Okay? And they're always like, oh, per they're always like, perfect. And you can just you can just tell like you, they just get so much more relaxed. And I'm like, so I want to respect your guys' time. I know it's your Saturday. I'm sure I'm sure insurance is not at the top of your guys' list to do on a Saturday. And <laughs> they always kind of laugh. Right. So I can take a minute more of your guys' time than I need to. But I will let you guys know up front that we are very very short step to the office. They got me helping a lot of families today. So of course I'm here to help and serve you guys with this. I know this is important to you guys. But I will let you guys know up front, the only thing that I do not do is I do not do, I need to think about it because it's very, very simple. It's insurance that pays out when something happens. So once we do the underwriting, 
figure out the best option for you guys. I only do yes or no answers today. Does that sound fair to you guys? And they always say yes. Because, I mean, who's going to say that doesn't sound fair? Right. If you're a lot of person, of course that sounds fair. So once you, once you combat that, and, I mean, there's really, once you set it up with that, and it's very, very structured, and you let them know exactly what's going to happen, and you just, you get them relaxed, and you let them know, like, hey, like, we're just going to have a conversation. I'm not going to run you guys through about this. I'm not going to try to sell you guys. Like, I'm just going to figure out how I can help you guys. Right. There's really, there's really nothing more. There's really nothing more to it than that. It's pretty simple. Right. See, that's what I was going to ask you because my whole thing is like, everybody knows how to do an in-home, but everybody, the way they overcome objections is different, right? And my question I was going to ask you is, what objection do you receive the most running in-home? And for me, it was always, I need to think about it. And I love that you bring that up early because kind of like what we always teach is if I bring it up before the client, it's no longer an objection it's a part of the sales process, right? And so like, if you can, for those of you that are on the call that are struggling with your in-home and you're not closing at a high rate, address the objections up front so that you'll never get it in the back. That's the best thing you can do for yourself. And so besides the, I need to think about it, do you ever get anything else in the home that you struggle with? Um, like if they go, Jonah, I get it, I need to apply, but I still need to think about it. Like, what do you say to those? I get it. I know I need to make a decision, but like, I still need to think about it. <laughs> You'll still get those. I've, I've gotten those a couple of times. I'll be like, well, well, first of all, I'll bring it up. Like, well, do you remember in the beginning when you said that it was fair that you said yes or no answers? And they were like, yeah. And then I'm like, well, okay. So really we we're submitting in a request for coverage today. And really we don't have anything to think about. We don't even know if you guys are approved or not yet. Right. Where to get approved, what makes the most sense to you? And then I'm like pointing to three options, to three options over there. Got it. Do you ever go like, do you ever do the whole thing like, hey, the only reason why people need to think about it because it's probably too expensive or you don't like me or whatever? Like, do you ever do that whole thing? I used to. I used to say that. I mean, I don't really say it anymore. Like, because usually it is the price. And I'm just like, hey guys, you know, I just want to make sure you guys are helped today. So, so what I would recommend, you know, I always, I just say, what I'd recommend to you guys is starting on the low end for what you know you can afford, and then we can always bump it up down the road. Does that, sound, does that sound fair to you guys? Right. Or I'll even say, or I always say, like, hey guys, I just want to make sure you guys are helped today. So if I'm if I'm making you guys feel uncomfortable, or you guys think I'm weird, like we can have somebody else from the office come out. Right. And then they're usually like, oh, okay, well, you know, well then I'll be like you, John, and then and then they like they let they just like subconsciously takes them out of their mind like oh I'm not trying to sell them like I just want to make sure that they're helped. Right. Cool. Do you, hey guys, if you guys have any questions for Jonah, feel free to drop them in the chat or the Q and A, and we'll we'll address them one at a time. Um, is there anything else that you do in the in home that you feel like I don't know that you do that makes you close at such a high clip or or write at write so much premium or do you just feel like it's simple and everybody can do it like. Honestly, bro, like I'm really not that good at sales. Like that's why I have to book the appointments because I'm just I'm not good at handling the objections. So that's that's why I book so many appointments and that's why I confront everything up front so I don't have to deal with that in the back end. Because the hardest part, like anybody can anybody can run 12 appointments, and that's the easy part. And the hard part is booking the appointments, and like we talked about before, the phones. So as long as, as long as you stay locked in on the phones and you get like, if you, if you're running eight appointments 
and you're struggling, then why not like book 10, 12? That's what I had to do. So I started doing that. And my, um, then I started doing 40, 50, you know, whatever a month. And it was just up from there. So as long as you can book enough appointments and you set up your, the beginning of your appointments and they're structured, you lay everything out and you let them know what's going to happen. And you're assumptive. That's, that's probably the biggest thing. Just be assumptive. Like you'd be surprised at what you can get away with as long as you're assumptive. Right. And see, that's the, uh, that, that's the part that like, for me, I, I was the same exact way. Right. Like I remember when I was booking eight appointments, I would get no showed on like four. So I was really only sitting on four and closing like one or two, right? And I was like, man, I suck. I suck a lot at selling insurance. If I book 12 and I got no showed on like four to five, I might sit on seven and close four. Like I was just like, I suck. So let me just run more appointments. That was, that was my whole thought process. And everybody here, like what I've seen a lot of times is people try to shortcut it. They go, no, I, I close 90% of the people. So I don't need 30. I only need 10. And I'm like, right, but if I run 30 and you run 10, I'm going to have three times the amount of people to close more business than you. It's just, and like when I get good and stay good, that like that's what I learned from Easton, right? Like Easton runs 40 to 50 appointments a week too. And he said in the beginning, he was running 40 to 50 appointments to only protect four to five families. Now he runs 40 to 50 appointments to protect 20 families. Like you don't take, you don't go, hey, I'm better. So let me drop my appointment count down. You go, no, I'm better. I'm going to run the same appointments. I'm going to help three to four times the amount of families. Right. And so that, that, that was genius, man. I love it. Um, one of the questions that popped up in our Q and a, why do you mainly run mortgage protection versus final expense? I think the, the need in the, for me personally, the need and the intent is higher. You know, we've got a home versus their funeral cost. Like they're both important and they're both appointments, but I don't know. I found, I like, I like mortgage protection appointments better. Um, Sometimes they're younger people. I'm pretty young, resonate with them. But just ultimately, you know, when you sit at the kitchen table and you're like, well, Mary, what does that look like if John doesn't come home tomorrow? Are you able to stay in this home? The need, the need there is way higher. Right. So that's why we do a final expense personally. Did you ever run any final expense when you were new here? I did. First three months was 100% final expense, no mortgage. Right. See, that's the other thing that I want people to understand is like, you start people on final expense because it's a cheaper lead. It's an easier sale, right? And there's a lot of people that can need it. So for example, like right now, getting final expense leads is simple. Mortgage protection leads have dropped a lot because interest rates are through the roof and housing is at an all-time high. There ain't no other way to say that. So like we start people on final expense and then we graduate them into mortgage protection, right, Jonah? Like we don't just go, hey, man, here's an $85 lead and learn off of these. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm like, you know, my favorite, like, that's the other thing. Like, so Tom, Tom asked a question, like my favorite lead that I ever ran was the retro mortgage protection leads. They're 80, they're, they were 82 bucks a pop. I think they're like 85 now. Right. But everybody in the company hated those Tom, cause there were 85 bucks a pop. So like the reason why we have you run everything is so that you know what you like, and then you stick to those. That's all, nothing more. So like Jonah ran final expense in the beginning got introduced to mortgage. He ran mortgage. He's like, Hey, I like these better than the others. So be it. You know? Yeah. So, um, 100% funny because then my girlfriend, Claudia, you know, we, I mean, we dial together and, you know, we run appointments in the same area. She's the opposite. She prefers the final expense leads compared to the mortgage because she claims it's an easier book and easier close. Yep. It's just, what do you get? What do you prefer? Exactly. 
Exactly. Um, so Samantha asks, what questions do you ask in the financial slash budget section? Do you go over specific bills or just income and average monthly spend? How do you break down the budget? Honestly, I don't. To be real with you, I used to. But if I'm having to like lay out how much you're spending on gas and groceries and utilities, like I'm not, I'm not your financial advisor, your accountant. I'm there to help you guys with insurance. And if I have to like tell you guys, like lay out your entire budget and show you guys how you can afford it, that's my bad because I'm not building the why big enough. Because ultimately that's about the most important thing they can have is protection for their family. So I mean, we can kind of talk about it a little bit. And I have done that before in certain situations, but 95% of the time I'm not doing that because it's a big deal. And they're growing, they're adults. Like they need to figure out a way to make it. Right. I love that. They're adults. They, they should already know what they can afford. That's yeah. so funny. But see, that's, and, and so like to the answer to that, right? Like Sam, like my, my whole thing was like, I, I was similar to you. I never asked. And then we have guys on the team like, that are really good too. And they ask everything. And I'm like, dude, there's no right or wrong way to do it. Just do what's comfortable for you. Yeah. And I mean, if you're, I mean, if you're walking to the house and there's a lower income and they tell you, you can't afford it and you lay out the full thing and you know, you'll find little things where they're spending a bunch of money on like, Oh, I'm spending 150 bucks for my cell phone. Bro. <laughs> dude, go get cricket wireless unlimited data for 50 bucks a month. I just save you a hundred bucks. Right. Here's an email for 85. You know, so I mean, I've done it before, and that's that's not a bad way to do it. You'll never get that, that objection if you do, but right. So, Jonah, are you building a are you building a team full of agents as well, or are you just selling at a high clip? Building a team as well. Cool. So, like when you get started, when you bring an agent on, let's say you hire me on as a brand new agent, what is it that you do with them? Like, what's what are you giving me? What are you setting expectations on? What type of leads am I running? How do I dial them? How do I get coaching from, from you? Like, what's that all look like for you? So before I hire them or after I hire them? So like, let's say I agree to get started with you. I go through contracting. Now I have my writing numbers. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, awesome. So, hey, Steve. So it looks like your contract, you did your role. So I've already helped you out with leads. So any reason that you can't be in the office at advice, 7 o'clock, start dialing by 7.30, this Monday and stay till 7 38 o'clock or until you have all your appointments booked. No, I should. I mean, that's easy to do. I can do that. Awesome. Sounds good. Do you think you'd have an issue booking 16 appointments? Running 30 appointments a week? I I don't think so. Okay. Awesome. So what I want you to do, Steven. So you're gonna fall on your face. It's gonna be a grind. What do I want you to do? So I've got your back. So Call me before your appointment, call me during your appointment, call me after your appointment. Any reason you can't do that? I can do that. Perfect. Sounds good. So the hardest part is just dialing the phones. So we'll dial in the office together, dial in the field, call me during your appointments, and we'll go from that. Like, it's pretty simple. And usually, because usually they won't even, if they're calling you, like, the first couple appointments, usually they've already got it. So they won't need to be calling you every single appointment after that or before every appointment because if you tell them something, if it resonates, then they get wrong. Right. See, like that's that's the thing that I like to tell people, man. It's like you're in business for yourself, but you're not by yourself. You know what I mean? Like I'm always a phone call away to be able to assist you in a home. Like you can be able to be sitting with the client and legitimately not know what you're doing. 
dude, if I've nothing else better to do, put me on speaker. I'll close the damn thing for you. Like my goal is to make you money. You know 100%. what I mean? Like granted, I know I can do that every time, but like if if it's something that I can assist you with, I I, I will. So like I remember this one guy, right? Like he, we were at a senior mortgage appointment and he was like, I taught him the concept of like protecting, you know, buying time, protecting equity and critical time period and all that stuff. And he's like, dude, like people in the Bay Area just don't do that, man. And I'm like, BS, I sold in the Bay Area. You know what I mean? So like, I was like, so he had this guy, his client was on the phone. Her name was Deborah, And he was like, hey, Steve, I'm sitting down with Deborah, And I'm like, dude, I got nothing else better to do right now. Like I'm literally, I, I had free time. I was like, put on, put on speaker. I'll, I'll talk to her. And then I was like, hey, Deborah, hey, so what's your house valued at? And then I just started going through the questions, right? And I'm like, so do you live with yourself? Or do you have somebody that lives with you? Like, My daughter lives with me. I'm like, is she on the title, the loan, the trust, anything that has her name on it? No. I'm like, got it. So like, as of right now, if you were to die, this is what it would look like, blah, 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 blah. So like, if something were to happen to you, what would you want to happen for her? What we normally do, Deborah, is we buy time. So like anywhere from six months, nine months to 12. And then like, I literally laid out the options for her. And she's like, like, literally, I, I like on speaker, the daughter shouts across the room, take the 12 months, mom. That's what I would need. Right. And then like, I'm like, hey, but like agent's name. I was like, hey, but just put her for that. You're good to go. And then he called me afterwards and he was like, I've done like 15 of those presentations, but nobody's ever done it. I'm like, yeah, because you don't even believe the product you're selling. So they can feel that so that when you're actually pitching it, they don't, they don't want it either. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's the beauty of this business. Cause after that, you know, senior mortgage is in my point, my favorite appointment because brand new agents can't close it. Veteran agents love it. It's a lay down every single time. You know what I mean? So like, that's what, say that again. And they realize they're going to die. They do. I'm 30 years old. I'm going to live forever. Right. They're like, I'm like, dude, you're a 67 year old with a 30 year mortgage. You're going to live to 97. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so like, that's the thing that I wanted to, you know, that I wanted to always tell people was like, dude, like, don't be scared to ask. I'd rather you ask us and we try to help you close the deal so you can make some money rather than you walk completely away from a sale that you have no idea what you're doing on. You know what I mean? So um, the other thing I have for you, dude, is you're running 40, 45 appointments a week. How do you have time? Because that's the question that I hear very often is how do you have time to sell and build at a high clip? It's been really intentional with my time and I'm running all in person. So honestly, cause I'm in the car most of the time. Right. So I have, because one thing I think Andrew Taylor said this on a podcast, he's like, Hey, you want to build more, start booking more appointments and selling more. Cause you're just going to be in the car. So what else are you going to do? Right. So you're not going to be hanging out with buddies or, you know, just doing anything. So you're like, you're in the car. So like, am I going to just going to listen to music or I'm actually going to call people and build a business from the car. Right. Right. I love it, dude. Hey man. So is there anything else you think we missed on for these brand new ages to be able to go out there, protect 20, 30 families a month? Like what do you think they struggle with? What is it that new agents struggle with that they can't get to protecting 20, 30, 40 families a month? Oh man, that's a good question. For me personally, I would say that if you're struggling in the field, instead of you know, playing the easy cop out, like, oh, it's the leads, oh, it's the area, this, that. Me, per like, just look at yourself. Because if you're, if you went from, you know, selling a bunch of insurance to, you know, a week, couple weeks of 
you know, not selling anything or selling very little. And instead of like, it's this or it's that and blaming other people, look at myself. Cause every time that's happened to me, it was always myself and either my presentation was off, you know, I was off mentally. So just make sure you guys are, you know, like you guys are like in a good mental state and taking time, like whatever it is, whether you got to read your Bible, pray, meditate, work out, like whatever your thing is, do that to make sure you're in a good mental state and you're good physically and you're, you're fully there and present able to help and serve that family. So I think that's one thing that's not talked about enough. That's big as well. Right. Dude, the, the mental game is half of what we do, man. 100%. So it's like the, the emotional roller coaster that everybody rides. I'm like, I remember like when I was brand new, that thing used to kill me. Like, I'm so glad you, you said this, right? Like, how, how did you get there? Because everybody starts here and then eventually it flattens out to the point where they're level-headed. What did you have to do to go to do that, to be in that position? Just not living day-to-day, looking at it more long-term and realizing that, hey, it doesn't matter if I made $0 or 10 grand the day before, every single day you started at zero. It doesn't matter what happened the day before. Every day is zero. So just as long as you make the most out of every day you have, that's all you can do. So who cares what else happens? As long as you give it 110%, the worst that happens is you don't, nothing, like you, 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 you didn't make a sale. Well, okay, well then, every day you start, you start at zero. I love it, dude. Well, hey, Jonah, man, I appreciate you for hopping on and thank you for taking time out your day to share with our group, dude. Seriously, um, if there's anything that we can do to ever return the favor, please let us know. But Dude, I mean, I love watching your girls. I love being able to watch you kill and slay this insurance, man. Because, dude, I remember when I was 22, I was definitely not as sharp or polished like you and making the money that you were making. You know what I mean? So um, I'm happy for you, man. I'm, be, I'm I'm excited to be able to see you build this thing and, uh, you know, be able to do the things you want to do in life because of Family First Life, dude. Hey, well, thank you for having me on, bro. I'm blessed and honored to be on here. And definitely look up to, uh, to you a lot. So you're crushing it, brother. So keep after it and happy to be able to help. So appreciate you, man. So, hey, guys, have a great one. Let's go have a great week. Today's dial day. All we do is book appointments, go see clients, and literally go protect them. So it's not that difficult. You know, if you guys have any struggles with that, call me. Let me know whatever I can do to help. I'd be more than glad to be able to help you with that stuff. So I'll talk to you soon. Have a blessed one, guys. Be safe.